Good evening. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, we're continuing our Bible studies during our prayer meeting hour uh, for Wednesday nights. Glad you've chosen to join us. I'm uh, going to start a new study tonight. Uh, we're going to be looking at the Sermon on the Mount for the next several weeks, and we're going to beginning be beginning with uh, the Beatitudes. Now, the the main idea or the main purpose for Jesus's Sermon on the Mount was to talk about what it's like to live in the kingdom of God and the existence of the kingdom and lessons and uh, instructions about what kingdom living is all about. So we start off with these things that we call the the Beatitudes and uh, the Beatitudes are statements of the reality of what the kingdom of God is and so uh, we're going to be, be beginning in Matthew chapter 5 and we're going to be looking at verse 8 uh, as we go through these things that we call the Beatitudes. So Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Very, all these Beatitudes are very short uh, statements. And they are, sometimes they're kind of cryptic statements. We don't really know... Uh, how, to, how to interpret a lot of them some of the times, uh, just at, at, at first uh, look. So we, we need, need to talk for a minute about the form of the Beatitudes. They're, they're very simple statements. They, they start off uh, with a statement like, Blessed are, and then it goes in uh, with whatever the, the particular follow-up is tonight. It is, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, actually, in the uh, the original language, there is no verb there. The word "are" that that is in, that's part of the translations of into English to make it read better. Um, but the 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 uh, statement is more literally that uh, "oh the bliss" or "oh the blessedness" of the person who blah blah blah. You know, whatever the the, the statement is. So the there there is a blessedness that we're talking about. Uh, the, um, the, the, the statements are statements of reality. Um, the, 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 the form that is, is, is consistent through the Beatitudes is that these are, these are not something into which the Christian will enter. Okay? Uh, the, it is something in which the Christian has already entered. We talk about a, a reality. It's not. It, it's not a becoming of something. We're not going to get more and more uh, blessed as we get more and more poor in spirit. For instance, these are these are statements of reality that do exist. Now you've heard me talk about many times about the things that I call spiritual realities. Uh, a spiritual reality is something that exists in the life of the Christian. And it is real and it exists regardless of whether the believer is consciously experiencing it or not. You've, you've heard me talk about this before. We did a, a study, a sermon series on spiritual realities here a year or so ago. So all of these Beatitudes are statements of spiritual reality. Now, it's easy to just sort of read through these and say, yeah, those are nice, nice thoughts. But if we understand the Beatitudes as being spiritual realities, not something that the Christian is going to enter into at some point in the future in the sweet by and by, but something that he has already entered into in, and that we are 
We are challenged to understand the truth of that reality and we're challenged to experience the truth of that reality here in, in this life, in the, on, on, in, the, in the world that we live in, as we learn to live uh, kingdom living. And so when, when Jesus says, blessed are the, are the poor in spirit, or oh the bliss, or oh the blessedness, of the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. He is talking about a spiritual reality that exists regardless of whether we are consciously experiencing it or not. So let's let's break down this beatitude. Let's start off with the meaning of what it means to be blessed. Um, probably you have heard that when the Bible talks about uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, or, or that we are blessed, we will. We will tend to hear it uh, described, or it means literally means to be happy, and that's that's part of, of the, that's a decent translation, or it's a decent application. Uh, but uh, the beatitude, of the, the of blessed are the poor in spirit. The meaning of blessed is much much more than the emotion of happiness. Now, uh, the, the, the prefix or the root of the English word happiness is HAP, H-A-P-P. -P. Uh, and, and most people don't think about this at all because most people spend a lot of time thinking that and believing that what they really want to be is happy. But when you, when you put the root word of HAP into other English words, then we begin to see really what the, the word happiness means. For instance, the, the, uh, the English word haphazard begins with the prefix hap. Haphazard, what does, what does that mean? That, that, that is, that is uh, there's random uh, ex experiences, things that are um, out of the ordinary or, or, or uh, occur to us by chance. They are haphazard. We're, we're familiar with that. And uh, a word like happenstance. Happenstance is an experience of, of, of something where I'm going along and it's a coincidence or it's something that happens in a happenstance. So you see in those two words, the prefix hap has to do with the uncertainty of changeable circumstances. So happiness is an emotion. And so literally happiness is a pleasant emotion based on circumstances and based on uh, environment. So happiness being a, a, a pleasant emotion based on circumstances or based on, on environment, uh, it's okay to say that blessed means happy, but it's, it, it really means more than that. Uh, blessedness is a, is a the, to experience blessedness is a, is, is a joy, it's a peace that is not based on changing circumstances. People who, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I've been noticing uh, a lot of times uh, in the, the checkout line at Walmart or when you're greeting people, we have, we have common greetings, you know, like, hi, how are you doing today? More and more, I'm hearing people respond with, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's actually a very good response to the acknowledgement of what it means to be blessed versus you know everything's good or happy or those kinds of things because blessedness the state of being blessed is I'm, I'm existing I'm, I'm living in a state of joy and peace uh, that is not dependent 
upon circumstances. It's not dependent upon chance. So when we're talking about the Beatitudes, we're talking about a being a, in a blessed state or a, a blessing that is not dependent upon circumstances or chance. It is much more than happiness. So, it's, it, so the Beatitude says, blessed are the poor in spirit. So what does poor in spirit mean? A lot of times uh, we, we read and understand the word poor to be an absence of wealth. And uh, and that that if, if if I'm if I'm poor, then I, I'm, I'm abject poverty. We in society we hear all kinds of of uh, references to the poor and how people that are that live in abject poverty have uh, less opportunity. They have less that they have poor health. They have all kinds of things that are related to poverty. And so this this beatitude sometimes is is uh, mistakenly understood that being poor in spirit is somehow making a moral, raising up the, the, the moral value of poverty. And that's not, that's not it at all. Um, it, it's not an issue of being poor versus being wealthy. Uh, and it, had, it really has nothing to do with, uh, with uh, uh, personal wealth or personal uh, resources as far as, as as money is concerned but yet we our, our, our world is so much um, so intertwined and so taken up with with the idea of living independently and having enough money and living uh, self-sufficiently and those kinds of things that we we have, we have a hard hard time r recognizing that poor in spirit does not deal with poverty one of, one of my favorite movies is a fiddler on the roof. Uh, there's one scene in there where Tevier is uh, talking about, uh, um, you know, where he sings the song "If I Were a Rich Man," and Tevier sees himself as a poor milkman, barely eking out an existence, and he's daydreaming about the uh, about being a a rich man. And one of the famous uh, songs of the of the movie is "If I Were a Rich Man." His his lines in the movie, though, uh, up to the introduction of that song, I, I, I use them all the time because it, it, it talks about his he's talking to God, he's praying to God, and he says, Lord, you've made many, many poor people. Uh, I realize, of course, that it is no shame to be poor, but it's no great honor either. And, uh, and so, you know, what would be so terrible if you gave me a small fortune? And he's daydreaming about because he has he, he considers himself poor and he has less resources than uh, than other folks and he and he begins to daydream about the the difference between being poor and if he were a rich man and what would that life be like. So, but the meaning of poor does not have to do anything with poverty or riches. It it, it is it is poor in spirit. So, what does poor in spirit mean then? If it doesn't have to do with uh, poverty or versus riches, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? Uh, one, who, one is poor in spirit when they realize that they don't have any earthly resources, whatever, um, and put their, their trust in God. When, when, when we have earthly resources, we have money, we have position, we have power, we have security, we have all these things that are resources <clears throat> that we tend to put our trust in, rather than God, then we're not acting poor in spirit. So a person who's poor in spirit is one who realizes he has no earthly resources, whatever, and puts his whole trust in God. 
and one who has become detached from things and attached to God. Now, some people would, might say that it's easier to become detached from things when you don't have a whole lot of things. <laughs> okay, um, and perhaps that there may be some truth to that. But everybody has some level of earthly resources, and so it's more of a mindset. It's more of a of a of, of a where is my where is my trust? Where is my well-being? What is my focus on? Who actually? controls and provides for me. That is what it means to be poor in spirit when I when I realize that whatever resources I have on this earth are not superior to the trust that I need to put in God and where I detach myself and detach my affections and detach my confidence in things and attach my affections and attach my confidence in God where I put my trust that is the the uh, the quality of becoming poor in spirit. So a person may, is blessed. He he is he has joy. He has peace that is not consistent or not dependent upon circumstances or or chance. He lives a life that is blessed, and when he's doing that, he is what we call poor. What Jesus called poor in spirit. I, I'm detached from things and my, and my putting my confidence in things and I'm attached to putting my confidence and faith and trust in God. So blessed is the person who is able to do that. And what's the result? Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. A person who practices the spiritual reality, <clears throat> who's, who's put their faith in life in Christ, and it practices the spiritual reality of poor in spirit, Jesus says, yours is the kingdom of heaven. Now, the interesting thing there is that there is a verb in there that uh, is in the, in, the, in the original language, and the, and, the, and, the, and the verb is is, I-S. Now, we're not, <clears throat> we're not going to do like President Clinton did when he was on TV, and he said, we're going to have to put the definition of, of, of is, you know, you, know, you know, what your definition of is is, okay? But it is a present tense verb. It means that it is existing continuously in the present experience and, and it, it operates in the present. So a person who is blessed by being poor in spirit <clears throat> possesses currently is a citizen of the kingdom of God. Because you're not going to be able to practice being poor in spirit, experience being poor in spirit, unless you have had a personal experience with Christ in faith. That relationship that we have with Jesus, who has, as the Spirit of God into, enters us and dwells and makes alive our spirit, gives us the ability to, to understand that our faith and our, and our practice and our confidence is in Christ regardless of whatever resources that we have on this earth. So blessed is the man... <clears throat> who is poor in spirit, for his is the kingdom of God. So if we're going to amplify out now this the meaning of this beatitude, here is what, in, in an amplified version, what the meaning of the first beatitude, how it would read. Oh, the bliss of the man who realizes his own helplessness and who has put his whole trust in God through Jesus Christ. Because of this trust, he is a citizen 
of the kingdom of heaven. I hope that you, that you have lived in your life, you experience that kind of, of a reality where, where we live in the reality that we are a citizen of the kingdom of, of heaven and we are practicing putting our confidence and realizing that our resources are not where we place our trust and that we, we depend and place our trust in Christ. That is the definition, that is the practice of being poor in spirit. Hope that you're going to have a good week this week. Continue to uh, uh, pray for one another. We've had some some folks who've experienced uh, loss in their families this week. Uh, Pam Bursfield, her secretary, lost her brother uh, this week. Want to, want to pray for her. There are other uh, folks in our community, not necessarily members of our church, but but our friends and neighbors of church members who have passed away this week. Uh, and so we are we're asking for folks to remember them in prayer and to 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 lift them up. So. Uh, you have a good week this week. We'll continue to anticipate uh, the, the lowering or lifting of, um, of uh, restrictions and getting back to a, a more normal schedule. We are meeting on Sunday mornings now uh, and practicing social distancing and those kinds of things. But we look forward to seeing you again Sunday. Uh, hope the storm didn't cause you any, any grief to speak of and that, we, that that passed well. I think we were, we were, we're blessed in that regard. So we'll talk to you later. See you soon, and we'll look forward to seeing you Sunday. Goodbye.